Welcome! It's a spectacular time for another episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for people who thrive on opportunities, drive to get to results, and seek input and ideas to quickly incorporate in life and in business. Hi there, it's Debbie Lundberg, author and founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, a Tampa, Florida-based national firm providing individuals and organizations four things, keynotes and talks, strategy and facilitation, teaming and training, and executive presence coaching, all contributing to the enhancement of communication, behaviors, and relationships. Hi, Barb Zant here, corporate sales leader, founder of the lifestyle brand, the Stay at Work Mom, and fashion stylist. As a lifetime learner, it's all about the simple things, finding joy in all we do each day. So Debbie, who is this wow community leader, that driven individual and all-around impressive person who has chosen to make time for all of us today? Well, Barb, this person comes to us as a lieutenant colonel. She is a deputy commander for the 6th Maintenance Group at McDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida, where we are today. She oversees the generation sustainment and the repair of 24 KC-135s and three C-37s, the Gulfstream V aircraft that supports worldwide aerial refueling, airlift, and special assignment missions for the U.S. and allied forces, as well as providing direct support to combatant commanders. She's married to a retired lieutenant colonel. Can you imagine how organized they are? And together, they have two sons. She's got a degree from Michigan State University, go Big Ten, of go course, go. and a master's from Chapman University in California, where you're from, Barb. So this is a genuine privilege to welcome a fellow Orange Theory loyalist uh, who has more medals than you can even imagine. We couldn't possibly share them all here. It's so impressive. And she's been selected for promotion to Colonel, effective May 1st, 2019. So let's get chatting with Emily Farkas. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Before Debbie gets started with the interview, we like for listeners to get to hear that something special, unusual, or defining about you that for some reason, if we don't hear about it in our podcast, we might not know about you. <clears throat> so, Emily, do tell. Okay. What is that one thing that we wouldn't otherwise know? Well, thank you. First and foremost, thank you, Debbie and Barb, for uh, choosing me among many of your many professionals that you have in the Tampa Bay area. I'm honored to join your podcast. Um, and so one thing that we wouldn't necessarily know about me right off the bat is um, I am the first of my family to go to college. So my Michigan State experience was um, uncharted territory. Uh, I didn't really have great mentors to reach back to. And so that experience was life-changing for me. So mm. I, I hold that experience at Michigan State dear to my heart. I'm a loyal Spartan through and through, um, just because it did help and shape me uh, to become the person I am today. Um, another thing is I can tear up the karaoke stage what? without one alcohol, one drop of alcohol. Really? I can. And I love karaoke. I love singing. I love music. I have a 1900 Steinway Grand Piano in my home that wow. has traveled <laughs> at least six times with us in the Air Force. So it's a little bit of information that you walk into my home and you see this Steinway. Um, and, of course, my boys are learning piano. And it, it just has to happen. And it's not just a piece of furniture. It gets no. utilized, which oh, is yes. wonderful. Yes. Okay, so what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, there's so many. Um, if you probably, only had one. 
Ike and Tina Turner, <gasps> um, Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Okay, now we know. There you go. So you, I know our listeners won't see us taking notes, but you will because we're we we're already inspired by you, and we're looking forward to all of this. We're now moving on to the Business of Life Masterclass Four. The four questions we ask every guest to please answer for insight and some more of that inspiration, which I see us already karaokeing or something because of Emily. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, what time do you get up in the morning and what is your daily routine to get your day started right? So I have different times I get up in the morning, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. As you know, I hit Orange <laughs> Theory, my 5 a.m. mafia. Um, so I get up at 4.10 in the morning so I can get dressed, take the dog out real quick, eat a banana, and head out the door. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I get up around 5.30 uh, that I'll do a walk, a short walk, and then I'll do some planning for the day. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, typically around 6.30 because I have another class on Sunday with Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. So typically, I, I don't sleep in, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot to do, so I use that time to think, to get my fitness uh, accomplished, and list. I make a lot of lists. Okay. So I will be listing things for the the refrigerator, you know, things to fill the pantry. I will make lists of to-do today. I need to make lists for the weekly, like how much do I need to get done this week, mm-hmm. for the monthly, things to think about six months from now to get maybe get started. So lists are all over the place. Um, and so those are that's kind of my morning um, I also do a little bit of gratitude in the morning and night. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of my staples. Uh, just thankful to get up. You know, when I hit hear that alarm, it, I really try to push back the negative, oh, I would really love to stay in bed, right. or I'd really like to just sleep here a little bit longer. And my go-to mantra is, let's do this. So <laughs> I will hear that alarm, and I will just, let's do this, and we'll get up and going. Um, it helps me get motivated for the day and I'm just grateful for the day that I have ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's my morning. Sounds like a good way to get started. Yeah. And I do enjoy getting to see you on Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, <laughs> and Fridays. So that's nice. All right. Number two, what is something other than that morning routine, which, which is really your plan for the day, it sounds like, that you believe if other people were to do, it would set them up for an additional level of success. In other words, what's that extra oomph? that you do that you wish others would do? So I would say leaders are readers. I read a lot. If there's 15 minutes that I have to wait for an appointment, I'm pulling up my nook and looking at what I've got in my nook to be reading. So I read a lot of different uh, types of books. Um, I'm typically a nonfiction uh, type of person, but then I get recommendations from friends for some fiction books, and I'll, I'll test them out. So reading, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. Reading different aspects and different viewpoints from your own to stretch yourself and to grow. Um, another thing that I think is, is really important that we don't take the time to do is to nurture that hobby, nurture a passion. So for me, I've mentioned piano. I'm not the best pianist on the block, for sure. But I enjoy it, and it takes some dutiful practice mm-hmm. to be somewhat good. And so I take time uh, nearly every day to spend 30 minutes at least on the piano and if I'm not helping my boys with their homework. So don't lose yourself to the job or to Mm -hmm. your work or to your family and then forget about that little passion that will help you grow and it will help you um, just appreciate um, the joy 
right, that you right. have for whatever hobby or, or maybe it's fitness or spending time with your family, but you have to make the time. Mm -hmm. so. Well, in well, your hobby brings, I just can't even imagine how wonderful that is to just fill your home with the beautiful sounds from that piano. It's wonderful. I, I love it. That's that sounds really enjoyable. I'm already thinking about, about what we can do. All right. So number three, who or, or what yeah, situation? And you mentioned the first to go away to school. So maybe it's that. But who or what has been the biggest influence in your life, your success, and your continued focus on making your life all that it is? And then what have you done with that influence, please? So this is um, this is difficult to narrow down because there's so many different people in my life that have helped me along the way. Um, so narrowing it down to one or two, even three, is really difficult. I would say overall, my faith has been the most influential. Um, from a very young age, I I was raised Catholic, but I had attended a Baptist church with a friend at 12 years old, and I was brought in and. You know, she asked me if I if I believed in Jesus and what was I willing to to um, commit my life. And of course, I'm 12. I don't know. But I did. And it changed things. It made me realize that I'm never alone. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to continue to make sure I was um, walking with uh, with Jesus and walking in that uh, example. Mm -hmm. and so that has shaped my life. Um, it has certainly gotten me through some difficult um times of my life, um, has made me strong and positive through difficult times. But I would also say the military in and of itself. Um, I certainly am a little bit of an OCD, so I love the organization. I love the structure. I love that we have a mission and a purpose. And more importantly, I love that we do this as a calling. It's not a job. And that was what I was looking for, a, a purpose. I wanted to serve others. And that has, this lifestyle that I've chosen to lead in the military has enabled me to do that. I am able to take care of airmen and their families, and that's what a joy that is. Mm -hmm. so. Must be. All right. Thank you. And our fourth question, while our series and ultimately the master class focuses on the positive and how to move forward in life, we still like to ask this, what's the one don't or the one thing you wish you hadn't done? and something that you wish others wouldn't do since it might hold them back? I would say not limit your opportunities or not limit yourself. Uh, I think when I was younger, I doubted things that I may have been able to do, mm -hmm. and I did not take those opportunities because I was not confident, or maybe I assumed uh, because I was a maintenance officer or because I was a female or because of fill-in-the-blank, I wasn't able to reach for that goal. And I quickly learned through examples and mentors that, you know, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that was holding me back was myself. So I would just encourage people not to doubt themselves. If you have a goal, you would, you know, you set up those timetables of what, mm -hmm. what do you need to accomplish for that goal? One thing that was given to me uh, as a piece of advice was surround yourself with those people that you want to be like. Uh, you know, if you want to be the best golfer, then who do you surround yourself with? Great golfers. Absolutely. You want to learn their habits. You want to know their techniques. You want to know how they practice. You want to know what they do to become the best of themselves. So I would recommend that to everyone. I recommend that to our military members who are transitioning out of the military. What do you want to be when you grow up? Be around those people and learn from those people. And then those circles will help you and mentor you to 
gain your goal. Mm-hmm. And start soon, right? Yes. Don't wait. Correct. I heard um, a bit of that, right? Don't wait. Yes, don't wait. I mean, I not knowing what the Colonel's Promotion Board was going to be like, I took my transition assistance program class last summer in anticipation that maybe this summer I may have had to you know, retire or move along from the military. So I'm already making connections. I'm already developing what I want to do after the Air Force because we can't all stay in the Air Force forever. <laughs> uh, so at some point they kick you out and you got to mo- move on to something else. So what is that and how are you going to be prepared to do that? Mm-hmm. I think the hardest part for military is networking. Um, we normally show up to a base and we have a network set for us and we don't have to work for it. It's there. In the civilian sector, what I've noticed is you really have to work and you really have to make those connections and the follow-ups and the thank yous and all of that to to have your network. And mm-hmm. then when you make that commitment, uh, the network will, will pay you back. You know, those people that you've made those connections and good connections with, they're willing to help you um, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that, respecting that, I'm paraphrasing a bit of what you said, is don't don't fall to those stereotypes as well. And, and I, I know we mentioned we're in Tampa, and we certainly, you know, thank you for your service. And we are a very military appreciative city. Yeah. And so for those of you who are listening who aren't here, you're welcome here, and we will happily get you networked in. So Thank you so much for answering our four. I know Barb usually uh, has some some things to say here. So thank you for A, your service. Thank you for your time today. And thank you for your responses. Yes, Emily, thank you for your service. That sure was inspirational. Thank you. In summary, a few of the things that you mentioned, uh, Orange Theory is a part of your life pretty much uh, Monday through Sunday. (laughs) You are a, a karaoke singer. I see uh, that in our future for sure. <laughs> sound. A song is um, Proud Mary. Um, leaders are readers. So you read a lot in your spare time. Nurture your hobbies. I think that is great advice. Don't lose your passion. Don't lose yourself in your, your job or your work. That happens to so many of us. And you'll really lose your passion or your joy if that's all you focus on. Faith is a strong part of your life. And um, military is the organization and the structure and the purpose and the service. Service is something that um, is so important to me and the community and all that we do. Mm-hmm. You are first to go to college and your family. Um, don't limit your opportunities. Surround yourself with the people that you want to be like all great things to strive for steady. I know we've talked about this in the past. Are mm-hmm. you willing to incorporate some, if not all of these this week? Absolutely. I, I wrote down some of the same things. I, I circled the word calling, you know, follow that calling. And I love how you really summarize all of that, the faith, the reading. Is there a book you can recommend to us that, that you think would be really valuable at this point? So I'm reading, I'm almost finished with it. It's Bren Brown, Dare to Lead. Mm-hmm. Um, she's mm-hmm. fantastic. I love her. Um, I also would recommend how to read a book. Uh, oh. I always uh, find that when people read books, they don't understand why they're written or the structure of the book and maybe how to get through a book so that you can, one, critically think about the book and then to gain something from it and, and incorporate it or use it later. So 
it's an oldie but goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed that book, and it's something that my my kids will definitely have to read. So we'll get story. that because we've both read Dare to Lead, yeah. right? So so we'll we're on that. Then that's okay. also on our list. So thank you. So as we wrap up, was there anything you didn't get to share on our podcast that you want to make sure the audience gets to hear? I would just say I, I implore everyone to make a difference. Um, you two are doing that today, and I really appreciate that. But I think the more you serve others and in your community, the more you gain from it. Um, that's one of the big things that I think we need more of in our in our society. Um, thinking of others first, um, being the kind of person you want others to be. I often say this to our, our fellow parents that you have to be the type of person you want your parent, your kids to be and grow up to be like. I say that to my senior NCOs and my officers. You have to be the type of person you want your airmen to be. So I would just offer that to your audience. Um, make a difference somewhere in someone's life. It's such a gift. Well, well said. And you've made a difference for us. I know, I mean, people can't see us, but we're smiling. We really appreciate it. And I, and I feel confident you're making a difference. I know you are at McDill and with our listeners. So thank you again. Please know, everybody, that you can stay connected with Emily through LinkedIn. And we have her information in our show notes as well. And you'll see her bio. You can follow with her to a certain extent by liking and appreciating McDill Air Force Base on all social media. So if you search McDill Air Force Base, you will get insights into a lot of what Emily is very involved in, as well as what she touches in so many ways by her leadership and her position here and her influence. Certainly, I'm very aware of that. So please do that. She's making things happen here that are positively impacting not only our community, but our country and beyond. So we really appreciate that. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass. It's our podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. So please listen, choose, do. 